0: Athlete self care through understanding your moods and stress. Um, recently, well, I definitely say over the past decade or so, um, the psychology aspect of athlete performance is something that has had a massive upsurge of research done to it. Um, every day, every week, when I look at you know new studies that have been conducted or um interventions that have been applied to sport teams a lot of them are revolving around sort of you know the psychology aspect and there has been a, a pool of research done to actually say that when psychological interventions have been provided to teams individuals whatever the case may be that even they're a their likelihood of being injured has somewhat been reduced. Um, And again, that's still, I guess, under the under the microscope. And I'm pretty sure that there's going to be more and more research come out over the years. Um, But one thing I would say is, again, a lot of the things that that, that I talk about here, they come from sort of a personal, um, either personal experience or things that I've experienced. Through coaching people, sort of over the past thirteen years, so not only um, sort of just general gym goers, but whether people that are participating in in um in specific competitions, or even people that I've worked with. Um, so let's get cracking and let's see how this how this kind of pans off. And I hope I don't go off on a tangent because it is something that, like, I do find very very interesting, and the application of it is something that I am still working through myself. So by all means, I might have the, have the information, I might have the words, but like everything, it's very much up to the individual to be able to take that information and apply it themselves. So there has to be a want, an understanding, and perhaps even a trust in the person that is relaying that message as well, which is extremely, extremely important. Um, so w- what does self-care actually mean? And I think if you were to ask anybody, they probably think that, oh, self-care just means like I'm going to get my nails done or I'm going to go get a massage. Um, and well, I would say that, yes, these things may have the ability to make you feel better. Um, if I was to give it sort of a more detailed definition, I would say that self-care is both internal and external actions or contributions that can help improve and our moods and create a positive stress. And we'll talk a little bit more about stress as we kind of work our way through the podcast. Um, so if we start off with understanding, well, well what is mood? What, what is the difference between a mood and, and an emotion? Um, so mood is something that we know if we are in a mood, we know if we are in a good mood, we know if we are in a bad mood. But more often or not, we struggle to identify where they come from, or even when we do know, we don't have the tools or the the outlets to be able to change those. Um, the actual concept of a mood itself is probably very, very complex and difficult. Um, the actual, con- I would say, the conception of, of a mood, um, if we're looking at it sort of from the cognitive side. Um, It's derived from sort of the makeup of different emotions that we experience Um, the mood in itself. It would be considered as I would say a group or an accumulation of persistent feelings associated with um, evaluative or cognitive states, which can influence sort of our future evaluations, our feelings. And our actions, and I think we can all relate there that whenever we are in certain moods, whether it be a good mood, um, sort of a a lazy mood, a bad mood, um, our ability to make decisions or decisions that we would normally make are massively affected. And I've said this before, and I said it to my athletes, and I've even said it to, you know, coaches that I've um that I've worked with. Is like try and not make big decisions when you're either in a really good mood or in a really bad mood because neither of the two are probably an accurate reflection on, you know, the right decision to be taken, nine times out of ten. Not always, but I would say nine times out of ten. And you know, it is okay to have moods, they're very normal, everybody gets moody, some days you get up and you're feeling on top of the world and and other days you don't and you feel like just staying in bed. Moods are just part of our natural emotional rhythm, Um, but they are, I would say, a little less intense than an emotion. An emotion is usually sort of a very acute response to something, Um, and it usually has a trigger, such as an event or an experience. Um, Your mood is more likely something that you've tried to achieve such as, you know, you want to just chill out and you go do some yoga um, and you want to just be more peaceful. So you, you might find doing yoga might, might, might bring on that mood. Um, and on the flip end of that, it, it might be something such as, you know, anger, frustration, maybe somebody parked in your parking space. Um, and moods can be something that can last a very, very short while or I'm pretty sure that we can all understand, that. especially recently, they can hang around. But like for me, especially, I have noticed, obviously, especially over the past while, just with the situation that's ongoing, but I might wake up one day and just not be in the best mood. I might just be feeling just a little bit low. My energy is just I just couldn't be bothered. Um, and I think that what we need to do is to try and understand them better and try and figure out what is causing them and how we behave when we're in the moods and then draw up some sort of action plan. Um, They're useful to us in general, our moods, um, because if we weren't to have moods, then our behavior, we wouldn't know how to behave. So, uh, for example, if we're in a, a negative mood, that obviously helps us understand that something needs to be addressed or it needs to be tackled, whether that's something that we have a control over or something that we don't have a control over. Um, and obviously the good news is that obviously most moods, what I would say whether it's good, bad, happy, lazy, um, they normally pass. And nine times out of ten, regardless of the moon that we're in, most of the time we can seem to go about our day-to-day activities. But when the moods get significantly disrupting, then that's whenever you know action, I'd say more professional action needs to be needs to be taken. Um, and to finish off moods moods are something that can affect our stress levels. Um, like I said, they moods are made up of different emotions. they're very, very complex. Um, and it is thought that the three main factors that make up a mood, Um, and how they're created is very much psychologically so it's in the brain Um, so it's from the biology aspect of it so the certain hormones that we release at times it's also the psychology so our personality Um, what personality type are we and also our learned responses to certain situations those are something that um, you know it's, it's not wrong, we learn responses based on what we're exposed to um, and lastly the third factor um, is the environment that we're, we're living in so you know that can be a our, our illness or even our emotional stress so what are we surrounding ourselves um, and key things that will sort of create a negative mood um, and things that are, are fixable if I was to bullet point Some and some of them might be a little bit surprising to others and others not because maybe it is something that you can relate to. But if we're under a lot of negative stress, that can create a a bad mood, whether that be a mood of frustration, whether that be anger, or whether that just be general lack of energy and passion to do anything. If we don't sleep well, this has a massive effect on our mood. Not only will we be tired, but... Just in general, our ability to make decisions would be poorer. If we don't eat, if we don't eat food and we don't fuel adequately, our moods can be massively affected. And I think we've all been there where we call it, you know, is it, it, I don't want to say angry or hangry. Hangry is is, is the meme that I've seen tied around that whenever, you know, you're. Um, you haven't eaten enough, you just get angry for no reason. And I mean, I'm gonna shout out to you know people that know me well, but when I get, hang- when, I get when I get hungry, um, it's not so much I get angry, but I just get really withdrawn. Um, and I just won't talk. and I'm just quite flat. So I know that's whenever I know that I need to, to take in something. Um, Our mood can be massively affected by the people that we interact with and if you've been following me for long enough I think you know that I'm a big advocate of surrounding yourself with the people that are going to have a positive impact on your mood If you're finding that you're interacting with people that just drain the life out of you and you actually don't feel better after interacting with them You probably need to try and minimize your time around them where possible The news Um, I mean I kind of wanted to put that one in there because at the minute the more I watch the news, the more I know it affects my mood negatively. So I am really trying my best to minimize my time either um, watching Facebook news or Instagram news, especially around this coronavirus, because I know that that is a real trigger for me. Um, and then another couple of things, um, the weather. Um, we may have heard of a condition called sad syndrome or Seasonal Affective Disorder. the weather in general can have a big effect on our mood um this might not be too applicable to people living in in saudi if you're listening there where you're probably blessed with you know a year-long sun um but here in in the uk we get like like three or four days of of nice sunny weather and we all feel great Um, but the rest of the time it's quite it's quite dark it's quite muggy and that can just leave you feeling a little bit blah um and lastly lack of exercise can affect your mood if we don't exercise we know that one of the positive things that comes from exercise is the release of those endorphins that just make us feel really good about ourselves and actually um i'm recording this after just having a conversation with one of my one of my running um one of my running athletes and you know she's just finished her running workout and where it was a very impressive one and and improved her um her her past performance, she, she feels great, so anything can happen today, and it doesn't matter because the result of that exercise and how she felt during that exercise is enough just to kind of just put her in a real proper, proper positive mood. Um, so that's a little bit about about mood, and again, like I said, it's quite complex. Um, can be made up of many different emotions at a time, um, but more often or not. Um, you know they can be triggered by something um they don't last forever but they are essential because our moods are what help help us go about our day-to-day activities um so if we're moving on to kind of what is what is stress and, and most people think that like stress is this is this negative negative thing it's like oh I'm, I'm stressed well um if we kind of just come back and educate ourselves a little bit about depending on what context you're using it in Stress is um, it's something that's biological, it's something that's psychological, and it is an ex- a response to something that we experience or um, encounter. Um, more often or not, it's whenever we can feel threatened or that we feel that there is a threat um, and that we feel that we don't have the resources to deal with. Um, but stress in itself is something that's quite positive it's if we didn't feel that stress then we might not be able to respond to certain things and help our and and help protect our bodies stress when it's and when when it's working properly it helps us stay focused energetic and alert Um, and when we're in emergency situations like again stress can pretty much save your life um, if you've ever been in a situation where, you know, something massive has happened and you've had to suddenly run fast or you've had to suddenly make a very, very quick reaction, um, you know, if we didn't, you know, if, if our body wasn't able to identify and respond to that stress um, in the most appropriate way, then that can might, might have catastrophic um, sort of results. Um, and stress can be um, created either through external factors um, or internal factors. Um, and common external factors that we might see that might induce stress are things such as major life changes. So, what's going on in our life at the moment? Have we, um, you know, changed our jobs? Have we gotten into a relationship, or the other side, are we having relationship difficulties? Um, have we moved house? Um, what's going on in our work and school? Are we coming to the end of the quarter where there's a big deadline to be met? Are we in school where we're trying to, you know, study for our exams and we have all this stress and hopefully that, you know, hoping that we're going to pass. Um, it can be financial problems. Um, it can be being too busy where you don't have the chance to kind of, you know, complete projects because there's so much else going on um, around you and that would be very much sort of external. And and the internal causes of stress, I personally see that these might be obviously our in our interpretations to what's going on around us. So if I'm looking at some of the cause of internal causes, it might be stuff like, you know, we're very pessimistic. So we're always doubting, we're always sort of doom and gloom and, you know, uh, you know that's not going to work, it's never going to work because that's that's our thought process, that's something that we can control, so it is internal. Um, we are not able to accept any un- uncertainty. And I think for me personally, again, like with everything else that's going around, like I'm really struggling to deal with this... this this situation where it's very um, in a state of flux. We don't really know what's going to happen, when is this going to end and when it ends, are things going to go back to normal or is things that we have once always done in a certain way going to change. You know, if we have quite a rigid mind um, and we have no um, flexibility in terms of being open to new thoughts, to new processes, to be I guess um, open to other I'd say other other people's thoughts other people's beliefs um, other cultures um, if we talk negatively to ourself, um unrealistic expectations and perfectionism and an all-or-nothing attitude all of these are our internal causes of stress and in essence what I would say is these are things that would would make the external stressors a lot greater. So for example, if I am in a just started a new job and in my first day of my new job I wanted to know absolutely everything about the job. That's my unrealistic expectation and my perfectionism coming through. So in essence, yes it is a stress of a new job, but my internal reaction to that has sort of expedited that and it has made it a million times worse so it's good to know obviously the, co- the internal causes of stress are really things that we can control we can't control external things we can't really control whether we get exams or not we can't go and say to the teacher hey I don't want to do this exam you can't have to do it there's no control you don't have control of your relationship difficulties because that is another person you can't control that person you can can control your internal responses. Um, So for example, you can have a look at your lack of flexibility, your rigid thinking um, compromise, or your unrealistic expectations or perfectionism. Um, And what I would say is that when we are overstressed um, as as a toolbox of tools that we could use kind of goes goes without saying that if we are able to sleep allow ourselves downtime rest better surround ourselves with people that are not creating either a negative mood or creating stress in our life where possible um if we eat well again it comes back to these basic fundamentals of sleep well eat balance our lives try to reduce alcohol um, and maybe speaking to, you know, maybe m- more people very close to home here, but but alcohol just has such a massive effect on your mood and it's not a positive one, especially the days after. Build a trusted network, build your, as I like to say, inner circle that I've not stolen, but I've really liked that, that terminology from, from um, sort of a, a fitness mentor that, that I really um, respect, um, Brian Keane, but your inner circle of people be small and it's people that you trust that you know that you can go to um, and, and like everything whether that, whether it's fitness, whether it's nutrition um, have tools to monitor your well-being. Um, there are things like like journaling you can have a like a mood board where you see that there are certain times every month where you slip into this and then from that you're kind of able to identify okay what is going on around me at this time? Um, Is it something that that I can change? So is it something just internally that's happening? Or is it an event that always comes up this time every month? And I just have the mindset that it's all doom and gloom around that. So can I change that? Um, Yeah. And ultimately, just take care of yourself. Exercise. Challenge yourself with realistic expectations. Try and um try and speak to people and if you need to ultimately if it's very bad you want to just ask for help. Um so guys I hope that you find this podcast a little bit enlightening and perhaps maybe it's you know given you that reassurance if you have been in the mood that you know it's okay. It happens all the time but it doesn't last forever. And more often than not try and look inward to how you can respond better to situations around you or know what your go-to's are or your go-to people are to actually feel better so guys until next week stay healthy